All right, all right, all right. What's going on, guys? It's Agent the Fear here, ready to do another podcast. Now, last week, I did something a little different, a little more intriguing to the whole aspect of life that we're in at this very moment. Now, I spoke on something that I guess it was close to my heart. It was close to home. And for all of us, it was close to all of us personally. Now, a lot of people can take it as some sort of way think that I'm trying to promote something or do anything other than promote unity. That's the only thing that I I want to promote because as being an outsider, I would never want someone to feel like they're an outsider. Now, sometimes it happens that way because of your actions. Your actions make it so that you don't want to be part of society or a part of the community. That, with that being said, it doesn't matter what race you are. We're all capable of doing that. We're all capable of isolating ourselves and then and then turning it on everyone else like it wasn't our fault. Like, it's not our actions that prove what kind of character we are. You understand what I'm... I can't believe I'm going to say it. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But, and on honesty, though, it's our... Our actions is what makes us who we are. It's like we can say a lot of things. We can write a lot of things. But at, but at the end of the day... It's what we do that makes us who we are. So that's how I that's just how I feel and that's why I want to promote unity and I do that on a daily and I try to do that on a daily basis just at work or just the people I meet in general. I never um I never write nobody off in the beginning. I always even if you had a bad experience, you never like people say fresh impressions is everything, but not in my case. A lot of the times I give off bad fresh impressions just because people assume because maybe they met me at a bad time. They assume that I'm a certain way. But after um, more interactions with these certain people, they always come to tell me, like, I had you pegged way wrong. I had no idea, like, you were this type of person. Even even when I do have a good impression, sometimes it comes back negatively and someone will be like, oh, I thought you were better. But for the most part, I would say the majority of the time, it's always the former. People always come and tell me, hey, I, you know, I thought of you differently, but you show me that you're, you're a different person. You know what I mean? And, you know, at first, just like being any human, you just feel like, oh, wow, you judged me. How can you judge me? But then again, you think about your own self and you think about how maybe you thought of them or how you think of other people. And so then I immediately I turn it in, but I don't turn it inward like, oh, you're a bad person, too. You turn it inward and make it think about, OK, how how do I perceive people also and how do i make baseless accusations uh sometimes across the board because of one incident that happened and so in trying to become a better person and dealing with everybody as an individual i don't let one instance with certain individuals dictate how i treat other individuals as i reached as i said on my life i don't know if you watched that or saw that but that's how i feel i don't let i don't let nobody i don't let past altercations with people affect how I treat new people that come into my life and for the most part I don't let what other people say about other people dictate how I treat that person because I would say the I would say for my life the majority of the time people tend to treat me good and always tend to treat me with respect and I happen to think that's because of the way I treat people now people like to base a lot of the bad altercations they have on you know, their gender, their race, their hair, their smile, their looks, their personality. Well, maybe it is your personality. How about that? Maybe it is just your personality that doesn't mix well. I mean, like, by when I say unity, it doesn't mean we all have to like each other. But it means we can coexist with each other. 
That's what I'm getting at. Because I know that there's a lot of time that people would say, you know, like, oh, we all can't get along. You just, I just have my differences. Well, very well said. You have your differences. And I can agree with that. But we can find a way to live and coexist in a civil way, in a civil society. But with, with that comes a lot of hard work, sacrifice, and a lot of self-reflection. We're not going to... We're not going to get anywhere just trying to blame everybody else for our problems and our existence. And that's where I get back to uh, the whole movement that's going on right now. Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Now, I, I can agree with both. Both to me, I understand I would say ninety. I would say eighty percent because there's just some variations where I don't see the the concept. You know, I just I don't I don't get it fully, but I have I think I understand it enough to have an opinion about it. Now, for the all lives matter, I just have to say like, what do you mean by all lives matter? When you say that phrase, what does that phrase mean? It's so vague. It's not specific. And when you say all lives matter, are you including everybody's life like what are you trying to say um sorry for that um just but on but uh, let's get back to just stay on just stay on topic what do all lives matter what does that mean when you say that all lives matter what does it mean now for me i take it as all lives matter everybody who's born on this earth life is valuable and should not be lost by you know greed or um foreign ambitions or our governments trying to fight for power or gang violence, rapists, um, kill, just anything in general. Lives are very valued, right? And I understand that completely. All lives matter. But now, when it's a response to Black Lives Matter, are, are you just saying that because that was just a movement and you feel some type of way about it? Like, you feel perturbed that there's a, someone saying Black Lives Matter like your life doesn't matter. And you're like, what about my life? So you say all lives matter. Okay, but when you say, when you're doing that just as a reaction to Black Lives Matter, now when you say all lives matter, that black life that you're arguing with or that uh, white protester, whatever whatever race you're arguing with on that side, their lives matter too. And now you can't get mad at them and be like, all lives matter and yell at them because it's ironic because you're telling them, hey, your life is valuable. Your life is valuable too, so is mine. But you're like doing it in a way that's disingenuous and, and it feels, you know, like confrontational cause it, and it's so ironic because you're like, I value you life. I value, I value your life. I value it. I'm sorry if it gets a little loud in some parts, but you, you get what I'm saying though. But now if you flip it, and you have someone who's actually genuine, has a beautiful heart, and they're like, all lives matter, brother. Peace be with you. That's what that statement feels like. When they, like, that's what that's what I get out of it. Now, for the Black Lives Matter, I think for the most part, um, I think Martin Luther King, his thing was just, he, they just wanted, black people wanted to be included at the time. They were tired of living secondary lives. They were tired of having to do other things. Like they had, you know, they had white friends too. And they wanted to go out in the public and hang out. And people were so afraid of that, of the mingling, that they would say, blacks have to go here. Blacks have to do this. And let's not forget that, yes, Mexicans were also on the same stage. But, you know, black black people were... It's just, it was just more of the upfront because there was more black people at the time and, and Mexicans didn't really have a voice to speak up. 
Hmm. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. It was just... I would guess it wasn't enough of the population that had uh, money for them to speak up. I would say that. But even with the blacks, though, like... Not all, not every single black person was out of slavery was poor, you know, and not everybody after slavery was still poor. Like there was, there's, there has been a fluent black man that rose up, that that were attained Congress. Like there was not just because the obstacles were ahead of you did not stop some of them. Some of them rose up and became very affluential and affluent. But for the most part, it's the same with like the poor whites, and this is why. My whole, my whole like narrative is not. I don't really agree with it a hundred percent. That's why I said eighty because there's poor white people too who are persecuted by the police. And you know what I mean. And, and all you can think about is like, well, we were slaves, and and it's like, okay, well, were they slave owners? You know what I'm saying? Was that poor white person who has nothing, who has no family crest, were they slave owners? I mean, there's a lot of white people in America. You know, and it's hard to believe that every single one. And there's only like what. 30%, like, just to do the math, it's hard to believe that every white person was a slave owner. And you say, you say, whoa, they didn't speak up back then. And I say, well, what about gang violence? What about murders that happened in our communities? And that goes for Mexicans too. What about all this stuff that we promote growing up? I know growing up in the, um, in the family that I grew up in, a lot of stuff that was promoted is terrible for people to glorify. And so I'm not trying to say that there's no there's no justification for all this, but I'm just saying we need to really start with our communities. We need to start in home. We need to start caring about each other. When you say Black Lives Matter, it should matter to you who's saying it. When you're protesting police brutality, you should protest, you know, you should protest your the gang members on your corner literally making people do stuff that they don't want to do. And that goes along across the board. It's a it's just like White supremacists do the same thing. They go and see some little white kid who's uh being uh bullied, and they go and try to co- conform. Like it's all the same thing. They're all they're all predators, and nobody sticks out against that. They always like, oh, I can see, I can see why. They always justify all these things, and that's why I really think that Black Lives Matter should start at home. We should start at home or rebuilding our communities. All that money that's being spent to, uh, spent to free, you know, the rioters and all this. It should be spent going back into the community, back into neighborhoods, you know, buying those liquor stores, buying the businesses, the small businesses, buying them and giving it to the community members who run them. Because obviously, if you're not from that hood, you're not going to get the same respect that someone is from there, right? If you're not from that community, you're not going to get the same respect that someone is. Regardless of the race, if you try to go in, say someone moves from California and goes into a Texas community and tries to change things, regardless of the race, they're going to feel some type of way like you're not from here not part of this and so you kind of do it like how like big businesses does they go buy small businesses but they let the people run it because they don't want it they don't want their imprint because they know it would hurt the bottom line at the end and why can't you know why can't black uh celebrities or uh black businessmen or wealthy men do the same thing in their own communities why do we let other communities come in and buy up everything that's of value and then complain about it i was like you had a chance like you're like you know, like Jay-Z said, he's like, why, you know, I could have, he said he could have bought the projects for a certain amount of money. Now it's worth more. And he talks about how, like, investing back into the community or how, you know, us as minorities are killing each other over property we don't even own. Doesn't that make you angry? 
you're fighting and dying on a street corner that your family has no cause for it. Like, if they wanted to, they can evict you all and you would have no say-so because you're renting. They can raise the rent and they can get rid of you. That's called gentrification. And that's who, who's doing that? It's mostly um, liberals. They're coming in like, hey, we're cool. And then next you know, like, hey, your music's too loud. Oh, hey, like, like stuff like that. And then next you know, you're out of that community. And I'm, and, not, and not everyone's like that, of course. I guess I fell into my own characterization. And then I was trying, you know, I, I'm sorry for that. But for the most part, that's what it is, you know? And so I would urge all those people in Hollywood, go buy businesses and then give them to black people. Instead of burning them, instead of burning our communities to the ground, re buy those businesses and give it to black people. If you really think Black Lives Matter and you want and you want to change the system and all this, well then start investing in the schools. All that funding that you do, you're driving your, your million dollar yachts and all this, invest back into the schools. Everybody needs to be educated. Not at, and so that's my stance on that. I feel like Black Lives Matter, but it should matter to black people the most. And yet, it's kind of hard to see that it does for the most part. A lot of it, it turns inward and, you know, and and nobody hates this message. It comes off and you could be an Uncle Tom, you sell out, blah, blah, blah. But come on, come on, man. We're As a community, as a people, as a whole, we are all better than this. It goes for Mexicans, it goes for white. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be black. It's okay to be Mexican. It's good to be white, Chinese, Korean, you know, it's Filipino. Whatever you are, it's okay. But it's what you do with your life that matters. And so those are my stance, man. I really believe that the majority of it, it just it needs to be started with a community. All lives do matter. Everybody's life is very valuable. It really matters how much you value your own life, especially. Now, I had, I had, I was, I was getting to say something, but it slipped my mind. I wanted to add something more, but for that, I guess before I start rambling on and getting too out of subject and just uh, out of breath and just thinking too much, I just want, I should just end it here. But I want to end on a positive message. I really believe. That we're all capable of doing great things. Of being successful. Of having nice things. Of appreciating other people. But it all starts with one step. Making the next right move. Believing that there is justification to your suffering. That it's not going to last forever. But you cannot give up. You cannot let life's unfortunate circumstances dictate how you're going to proceed on. In reality, it's all about perception. No matter where you're born, if you don't have a good outcome on life, you're going to make everything about it cynical, negative, and bitter. No matter who you are or where you're born, if you can't see the good in it, then you're going to always be mad no matter where you get to. I'm sorry, but money does not make you happy. It can make you have security. But happiness isn't with money or material things. It's about the person that you are as a human being because it's really about how you sleep at night and how you look yourself in the mirror. I mean, it's nice to have bling bling jewelry, car and all that, but when you <laughs> when you can't hold on to relationships, you can't you don't know how to treat people good and you find that you always end up alone. I think that's more about how you have to deal with yourself on the inside, but 
I think that everyone's capable of uh, having real growth and real change and becoming better human beings. And I really believe that this this won't turn out as bad or terrible. Like this won't end in destruction. If anything, I think this would bring a lot of people closer together. I think the majority of unity is a lot stronger than the opposition. So if you stand with the cause, love your brother, love your sister, love your fellow American. I thank you guys for listening. Now, you guys have a great day. If you listen this far, thank you again. I really mean that. If you see me, say hello. I'm always down to have a conversation wherever I'm at. You know, I'm always, you know, if you catch me doing something out of character, let me know. Be like, hey. I want to hold you accountable to what you're preaching. And I'm perfectly fine with that because that's just what I swear I feel like we're lacking accountability. But before I keep going, thank you guys again for listening. Um, I love you guys. I love this place. I love being here. I love being alive. This opportunity for life is always for, it always comes with tumultuous events, but we're overcomers. We are not underachievers. We are exactly who we are meant to be. We can achieve anything, overcome anything. We are united thank you for listening this is the agent fear podcast if you don't know where to find me at i'm at the coe and coe entertainment.com christopher t's entertainment at the youtube channel and i'm on spotify also look me up at adrian the fear thank you guys again for listening thank you again coe for having the studio time and doing all this pro bono appreciate it love you man peace